We come today to the final installment of this 20-plus week series of reflections on the mysteries of the Holy Rosary, coming to this fifth glorious mystery, the coronation of our Blessed Mother as Queen of Heaven and Earth, the fruit of the mystery being final perseverance. There is not an earthly location for the coronation of our Blessed Mother as Queen of Heaven and Earth, because it didn't happen here. Uh, one day, please God, we will all be there and be able to, to behold not only the place of her coronation, but she crowned there next to Christ the King, her Son. And so uh, it is uh, indeed a grace to be able to contemplate this great mystery, wherein our Blessed Mother is, is shown to be truly a Queen Mother. And the scriptures tell us what that means. The Queen Mother was, was the one who had, uh, had the ability to, to go and to walk into the presence of the king and to be able to, to stay there in his presence. Otherwise, the, the wife of the king uh, would, would have to be requested by the king to come in to see him, oddly enough. But the mother of the queen, the mother of the king, could simply walk in and make herself known and make her needs known to the king. And of course, the king is very attentive to his mother's requests, and so much so with Christ. Our Lady has been entrusted by God with this immense authority, this immense power to be able to distribute the graces of God upon us and to be attentive to our cries and so often to call upon her son to listen to us. She continually praying for us to Christ our King. And so she is truly a queen of heaven and of earth with this great authority. And she does not abuse it, but she uses it often and uses it well for the glory of God and for the salvation of our souls. The fruit of the mystery being a final perseverance may seem a bit close to, and indeed is rather close to, the fruit of the fourth mystery, which was the grace of a happy death. That mystery, though, it would seem to me, reflects more upon the work of God in these things and what it is that the good Lord is doing, that the grace of a happy death really is dependent upon Him. It's dependent upon Him being, being you know, faithful to us and sending us a priest to receive the sacraments, uh, being able to, to make sure that we are in the state of grace and thus to be able to, to die happily, knowing that, that our soul has rest to come and not simply condemnation. So the fourth mystery that bears the fruit of the grace of a happy death seems the labor of the Lord, but the final one, that of final perseverance, seems to be our share of the thing, our share of that reality of death of which we must all taste. Final perseverance is praying to the Lord that we would be able to persevere in the gift of faith until the last moment of this earthly life that we would hold fast to Christ and not fall away. And this is incredibly important. If we have all, but we lack final perseverance, we may lose everything that we have had. And this would be a great tragedy. And so it is for us to pray frequently for the grace of final perseverance. Indeed, Mother Church wisely puts it on our lips in the Hail Mary. Pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Whether we know it or not, we're storing up those prayers, praying for the grace of final perseverance, that our Blessed Mother would pray for us, particularly at the hour of our death, because the devil is real when it comes down to it. 
The devil is one who is prowling like a roaring lion, St. Peter tells us in the scriptures. He is one who prowls throughout our entire earthly life, seeking whom he can devour, seeking who it is that he can pull away from the grace of God, who it is that he can be victorious over, to lead away from the good Lord, to lead away from his grace. All of us know this. All of us know his works, at least. It's the reality of our sinfulness, the reality of the temptations that we endure each day, the trials of life that we bear, especially the discouragements that we can bear. How in those moments of trial, the evil one loves to come prowling around us and to whisper into our ears thoughts of discouragement and despair. The evil one loves to think these things for us and to allow us to think them as our own. All through our life, however, we're able to persevere in these things, and even if we fall short, we can go to the Lord in the confessional and seek his mercy and his grace. We can be restored. But there is one time when it is a final decision. It is at the last hour, and thus we pray for final perseverance. Because as the saints' stories of the lives, the lives of the saints often indicate the devil prowls around them too at the last hour. Because the devil knows he's had an entire life of working on us and he's done some good work. But this is his last shot, his last chance to pull us away from the Lord, his last shot, his last chance to claim us for his own kingdom rather than the kingdom of heaven. And so he doesn't miss the opportunity. The thoughts will come to individuals sometimes as they are nearing the hour of death. Thoughts such as those of discouragement, that their sin is too great, that certainly God couldn't have loved them that much, that their sin is too much for God to forgive, that the mercy of God can't extend that far, that they forgot a sin or two, or maybe many of them, in the confessional, and fear that it will be held against them for all eternity because of simple neglect of the mind. There will be thoughts that the love of God does not extend to them, and even if they had done many, many good things, God still can't love them enough to welcome them into the kingdom. Or perhaps all of the faith is just a big joke. How interesting that many experience the reality of the temptation of faith to think that one's entire life is spent in vain, as simply as some man-made invention by which people are able to, to live good and to be nice people to one another. All of these and more temptations will arise at the last hours. And at the moment of death, the devil will try these things. And thus, we need perseverance to know that the Lord is good, to know that the Lord is a good Father, that he is rich in mercy, that he is willing to forgive any sin that we are willing to repent of, that he will not hold against us our simple human failings and the fact of failing to remember something or neglecting it for some 30 or 40 years down the line, but rather that he is good and that he is true, he is real, and that heaven awaits. Is to pray for the grace of faith and hope and charity in those final hours, to continue to place one's faith in the Lord, to trust in him, to have hope in him and in the life to come and to be able to love him with all of one's heart, but especially to persevere in these things. This is why I think it always such a gift 
that we have as Catholics, the sacramentals of the church. Our Protestant brothers and sisters in so many ways lack these fantastic gifts to help us in the final hour, in the final perseverance. Because many of those whom I visited on their own deathbed are there with a cross, a crucifix, or a rosary, or both in hand. And what a gift that is. What a consolation to the soul. Because again, we are not just spiritual beings. We are spiritual beings who have bodies. Our soul and our body communicate one to another. This is why we have the gestures we have at Mass. This is why we have all the things that we have as the external observances of our faith, because they speak to and inform the soul. And so at the hour of death, what a blessing to have the rosary. What a blessing to have a crucifix and to cling to them physically as a reminder of the clinging spiritually that is to take place, to hold fast to Jesus and Mary, and to know that with that, with them at our side, all will be well, and that we will pass to that place where there will be immense joy, joy beyond anything we can understand in this earthly life. It's for us to pray for that grace, for final perseverance in the last hour, so we might be able truly to cling to Jesus and to Mary. And so as we come to this conclusion of the Rosary Sermon series, it is for us to give thanks to God for the gift of the Holy Rosary, for this ability for us to cling to our Blessed Mother and in so many ways to, to hold her hand as we pray and to be able to see the Rosary beads as the ladder that leads us to heaven by contemplating the life of Christ and allowing his life to increase within us by its fruits, to bear forth holiness of life in us, and to be more and more perfectly his image. And so as we continue through the course of this month of May, this month devoted to our Blessed Mother, is to continue to have recourse to Our Lady in every day of the life, to be able to turn to her in confident trust, she who is indeed our Queen, to know that she is seeking to bring us close to the heart of Jesus, our King. We pray that the rosary that we offer continually might increase in its frequency, in its fervency, in its love, and in its fruitfulness. And pray that in all things we may be able truly to glorify God for the wondrous gift he has given to us in the rosary.